0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Partick Thistle's board, bar one member, all stepped down after recent fan protests. Rangers confirmed Douglas Park did get enough votes to remain as their chairman, despite opposition from Dave King and Club 1872. And it's back to Paisley for St Mirren's Keanu Bacchus after surreal Lionel Messi experience. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Hugh Evans. Well, they've always said fair hill for thrills, but I don't think that's what they had in mind, really. And uh, Rangers fans, are you buying that? That some deals are just unattainable? Uh, apparently that's a reference to Ryan Kent and to Alfredo Morelos So looking forward to some interesting conversations on that matter And Lionel Messi, it's Messi-gate Why give your strip away in the first place? <laughs> and I have to say, if you're tuning in thinking Oh, what's happening here? I heard Jim Duffy on this show on Monday <laughs> Simon Donnelly's been struck down, oh, Hugh Cavens no. He failed a late fitness <laughs> test And the most reliable guy in <laughs> Scottish football Mary Hillman, they need to call him He's like, a super, like the world's worst superhero <laughs> well, But he turns up when you need him the most They tell me that Simon Donnelly's feeling ruffle in the hearts friendly <laughs> Well, listen, yeah. before we get into that, Jim Duffy We thank you for answering our plea And it's good to have you yeah, so well, soon. I would never say I was a superhero. I'm certainly not wearing my pants outside, outside <laughs> my trousers, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, I've got a number 12 jersey in my back here when the Callum producer gives a call, so I don't mind being a late sub for, for Simon. Uh, yeah, looking forward to the programme. Um, and Gordon, as you mentioned, the Rangers had their AGM, spoke about it on Monday. Um, seemed a little bit calmer than it may well have been before the appointment of Michael Beale. Obviously, still a few things to get resolved, and particularly, I think, the, the, the contractual situations with Alfredo Morelos and Ryan Kent. So, no doubt the Rangers fans will have a views on that this evening. Come on, then, 01419511025. Pick up the phone and let us know what is on your mind. As we've been doing all week, every caller who gets through to make a point to the guys tonight goes into the hat to win a pair of tickets for a tribute night to the Celtic team that stopped 10 in a row. It's at the Armadillo in May next year. Uh, lots of special guests from that team will be in attendance And it's really simple All you need to do is like a win-win You get to come on and make your point to Jim and Hugh anyway And you go in the hat for a pair of tickets And I keep saying the same thing every night I know this is a divided footballing city It's the divided footballing city If you're a Celtic fan you'll love to go along to that And if you're not you'll know someone who is And you'll be extremely popular this Christmas So maybe that'll give you a wee nudge uh, to get in touch with the guys tonight 01419511025 You'll remember that era well Hugh I was with Vim Jansen's assistant This afternoon Murdo well, McLeod I was going to say I felt like that was a good moment To bring it up Because I read your piece yes. uh, In the paper on Sunday How yes. is Murdo? Is he doing well? He's continuing the fight And he's doing well And he's getting stronger With every passing day And of course It is of Paramount importance to Murdo That he is there mm. On that night At the Armadillo Next May He and Vim Were exceptionally close And Vim Sadly no longer with us Murdo wants to be there uh, For anyone who didn't Catch the piece in the paper Maybe a quick Sort of update on On what's been happening With Murdo yeah. in recent times uh, Murdo spent 106 days In hospital Astonishing And uh, many of those days On a ventilator uh, so he has had uh, a brush with death And there is no denying that um, But he is out now And uh, he has had two problems with his heart Spread over the last 12 years But Murdo as a player 
was renowned for his determination and his absolute refusal to give in. And believe me, it's the same now. Yeah, well, we wish him well. He's a gentleman, been on this show many times, so hopefully uh, on the road to recovery. But as we said, this if you pick up the phone tonight, get on to make a point to the guys, uh, you get in the hat for a pair of those tickets. So 01419511025. I must admit, I was doing all right. I feel like we were plugging our way through the, the international break here, the World Cup break. But all of a sudden, Jim Duffy, there's no Premiership football and no World mm-hmm. Cup football. We're at that really annoying stage of yeah, the, the World absolutely. Cup. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I was actually speaking to my son tonight and he was travelling back through to Edinburgh uh, on his way home and we're saying, what are we going to do tonight? <laughs> what are we going to talk about? You know, there's no games Incredible. on. We just, we've just been that uh, accustomed to it over the last couple of weeks and, uh, you know, listen, everyone's got their opinion on it, but in terms of, if you're a football lover, yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been terrific and uh, obviously the last couple of games particularly, uh, with Brazil playing so well and then Portugal playing so well you know to the appetite for the quarterfinals coming up at the weekend uh, huge game so yeah I mean it's, it's, they're still um, you know it's, it teases you a little bit for the next couple of days Gordon but domestically uh, I'm sure there's still a, a lot to, to discuss you know Celtic are still looking at um, uh, potential signing targets uh, be interesting to see um, where Ange mm. Postacoglu goes there in January and, and also the fact is that you know that there seems to be like you know, every time there's a window, you know, Celtic seem to sign with at least two or three players all the time. So they must have a real, real healthy budget, should we say. Um, you know, I understand uh, they want to be competitive, but, you know, you can't just continually sign players without moving some players out. Well, fear not, this time next week we'll be in full match day minus one, as they call it, <laughs> mode uh, ahead of Rangers against Hibs. One week to go. Uh, and we'll be building up to that one. It is, of course, next Thursday. So one four one nine five one one zero two five. Come on down. Why not make a point to the guys? Whether it is about uh, signings, whether it is about something that's caught your eye during the break. Partick Thistle fans, I feel like this would be a very, very relevant night for you to get in touch. That's a massive change at your club today. Partick Thistle chair Jackie Lowe and every single member, apart from one, of the club's board of directors have resigned. After all these recent fan protests This seems like a massive deal So why not pick up the phone Partick Thistle fans And get in touch so, 01419511025 Effectively then This one person who did not resign Is running the club Until this matter is resolved I, I don't quite understand Where this story has gone now Somebody from Partick Thistle Or a fan can enlighten us Yeah Partick Thistle fans Will phone and put you right I'm absolutely certain Of course they're hoping to move towards a a better version, a different version of fan ownership. That was certainly a lot of the gripes that the Partick Thistle fans have been having. But anyway, 01419511025. Come on, put your point across to Jim Duffy or Hugh Keevens. Let's kick things off with Jerry, who is a Celtic fan on the line. How are you, Jerry? Are you well? I, I, I'm good, uh, Gordon. I hope um, it's good to hear Jim on the show as well. Hope you're doing well, Jim, after everything's going on yeah, with you. And no, I'm good, Jerry. Like, thanks a lot. I'd like to extend my best wishes to Frank McGarvey and his family, especially over the Christmas time. Hope that. As I say, you can't do much more just hope you yeah, keep absolutely. getting wheels off. Yeah, well said. Thanks a lot, mate. So, um, Gordon, I'd like to come on and talk about uh, David Brent, if that's okay. Go on then. Sorry, you've, you've, I'm, you've interested me already. I'm, I'm sorry. I've already I get confused. I get them mixed up. It's Mr. Michael Buell. I just I get them both mixed up that easily. Um, you know how the media have been talking about he's the brains of the operation uh, of winning one trophy in nine, one trophy in three years in front of zero fans? Is he also the brains that couldn't beat St Mirren and St Johnston in the Scottish Cup and the League Cup, lost a League Cup final to Celtic? Because uh, when Ange Postecoglou came to Celtic, he was derided and demeaned by the media and a lot of Celtic fans, to be fair, 
despite the fact that he won league titles in Australia and Japan, he manages country at a World Cup. Whereas Mr. Beale, he's never been a manager longer than five minutes at QPR. Walked out in name, talks about loyalty. Can't really uh, talk about loyalty when you do that. So I'm just curious, why are the media talking about how great of a coach this guy is when he doesn't have any kind of managerial record to actually suggest that he will be a success? Whereas Ange Postecoglou, as I say, was ridiculed and demeaned almost from the minute he was announced as Celtic manager. I think from a media perspective, uh, other people have been quoted as saying how good a coach he is. Um, people who were at QPR or have worked with him elsewhere. No one in the media, to my knowledge, uh, has actually said that they believe him to be a great coach. Because they'll never have been coached by him. Correct. Presumably. It's other people who have been coached by him and who have worked with him who have said this. It is without dispute that he and Stephen Gerrard lost to St Mirren and to St Johnston in the same season in cup competition. The reference to the brains behind the operation, I think, is... What happened to Stephen Gerrard when Michael Beale was no longer by his side? Uh, causing people to reflect on the, the stopping of 10 in a row by Stephen Gerrard and Michael Beale and bringing them to the conclusion that he was the brains behind the operation. But the media are not gathering behind Michael Beale uh, and waving pom-poms and saying what a great coach he is. They're taking the comments from other people who have worked with him, Jerry. You cannot be serious to quote John McEnroe. You're telling me the media have been bigging this guy up over the past few weeks. Kenny Miller on your show. Has yeah, but, but that's the point, Jerry. I think what Hugh's just trying to draw, and by the way, maybe it's semantics. Hugh's just trying to draw that line. The people who are saying that he's a good coach are the guys who've worked with him. Hugh Keevens can't really stand and say he's a good coach because this might surprise you, Jerry. Hugh's never been put through a possession drill at, at Murray Park. Mm. So when, when Kenny's on here, I, I get it. You you hear that and you, you think of us as being the media, that sort of all-encompassing term that, that covers everything. But the people who are praising his coaching are just the people that have worked with him. Is there not a subtle difference? Well, well sorry, I'm not trying to be cheeky, Gordon, here, but Kenny Miller hasn't worked with Michael Beale. I know he's a footballer, a former footballer, but he's never actually been coached by him. But he probably so, knows players who have, Jerry. But, you know, he's probably he's, he's got connections coach. within the Rangers, ex players, players that he knows. So if you if you're asking your you know whether it be you know say former teammates, but you know guys within the 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 club, what like was Michael Beale, and they all say oh, he's a really good coach and all that kind of stuff. Then you know that that that's the you know the the, the information that's going to come out. I, what I don't get is, as a Celtic fan and how successful Ange Postecoglou has been, why would it bother you? I just find it funny, uh, you know, Jim, the fact that the media are bigging this guy up. Well, what bothers me is how Ange Postecoglou was treated when he came to Scotland. He was completely ridiculed and demeaned by the so-called media experts. And the Celtic fans, yeah, Jerry as well. I, 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 God, I said that at the start of the call. Mm-hmm. A lot of Celtic fans did that. Yeah. You know, out of ignorance. Is this not better for you, Jerry? Look, as like as as everyone I think knows, and Hugh always reminds me, I I wasn't brought up in the sort of madness of this rivalry. Is this not better for you? Do you not prefer it this way? And then, if Ange Postecoglou continues to succeed as you expect him to, and Michael Beale perhaps doesn't succeed as you expect him to, is that not better for you? Is it not better this way? Then does it not set him up for a fall? Should you not enjoy this? No, no, I am enjoying it, Gordon. It I'm just like it, out, 
No, but I mean, I'm loving the hypocrisy. I'm loving the fact that this guy has come in and he's sounding like an Ange Foster Close Blue wannabe. Everything he's talking about, you know, fastball and football. I think he did an interview the other day where he kept saying game on like about half a dozen times. Whereas I think he's just desperately looking for a catchphrase. I think the also guy, you, you overlook the fact that he's here to sell himself. Now, since you're on about the media, uh, I was the one who wrote that I thought his behaviour was shameless in turning up at the Aberdeen game when Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was still in the job. And I said that to me, to my way of thinking, he looked like a vulture. So uh, I'm, I'm not in your media pack, but there isn't a media pack. They are simply recording the man saying this and he's up here to sell himself until such times as games begin. And then like every other manager from Jim Duffy at Clyde to Ange Postacoglu at Celtic, he will be judged by results and nothing other than results. I think what is, has been interesting over the last few weeks, Jim, because I've, I've said this and I'm sure Jerry's heard that you, you can take your own personal feelings on how successful or unsuccessful the Stephen Gerrard era was mm-hmm. and then project that as proof that Michael Beale will either be good or bad. Mm-hmm. And be, and I get where Jerry's coming yeah. from and lots of people are doing that. Oh, oh good, I hope he has the brains behind one trophy and yeah. then losing it to St mm-hmm. Mirren. And then other f- fans might say, well, fair enough, but it was also a regime that went from, you know, gone out to progress neither corner yeah. of the season before to regularly qualifying for group stages of Europa, yeah, League, Europa League to, to, yeah. to performing well within that Firstly closing the gap mm-hmm. at the top of the table And then eventually mm-hmm. fans or not in the stadia yeah. As Jerry references Overtaking that So Yeah I mean I listen I, You know I mentioned Kenny Miller there Talking to people I mean I, I speak to a, a lot of my friends Who are Rangers fans And they really couldn't care less About not winning any other trophy They had one trophy Which was to stop A one target to stop Celtic win 10 in a row So Stephen Gerrard and Michael Beale will be forever, you know, um, you know, and uh, and the you know the, the the kind of good books if you want to call it for for the vast majority of Rangers fans, um, certainly from the ones I've spoken to. So I think that that was that was all that mattered for Rangers in that period in time. As far as uh, Michael Beale's concerned, he is a novice manager. He has only had a very very short uh, tenure at QPR. Started very well, dipped a little bit towards um, the time just before he left. Uh, and and it's you know it's, it's a completely different role as a manager as as opposed to be a, whether it's a assistant coach first team coach whatever you like, um, so yeah I mean the, the the jury will be out in in, in how how he, he deals with situations at Rangers and 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 being the you know the guy that's going to be in, in front of the media and having to deal with all the other aspects that management uh, brings. But like any manager, you know, he, he needs he's got a fantastic opportunity to try and be successful, but you're only successful at Rangers if you finish above Celtic. And uh, I think most, um, you know, I think uh, pundits, if you want to call it that at this moment in time, would suggest that uh, Celtic are, are still a, a fair bit ahead of Rangers and he's, he's got an awful lot of work ahead of him. Thanks, Jerry. You're in the hat for those tickets. Nevertheless, first caller straight in. Let's bring in John in Bridgeton, get his take on things. Hi, John. Hi. Hello, how are you doing? OK? Yeah, good. How are you? Aye, aye. Good to see the Jerry after all the breakfast for three or four weeks. Uh, has got something on his mind about another club, eh? Jerry Gizzo. Anyhow, he's just came on there and making better points about Rangers as usual and uh, Celtic. But just going back to what Jerry was saying there, the last, for nearly for three weeks there, this show, that show, your show has been non-stop about the sacking of Gio and the uh, appointment of, of Bill. And not once, hardly any, about a very, very low percentage uh, was mentioned about the Australian trip or the Scotland defeat. The other week there. It was a non-stop show nearly there for three weeks. I know it's big news. We know Rangers are big news. Obviously they're big news. But geez, Jerry comes on earlier now 
And uh, I thought it was actually a lawyer coming on to tell Shrew something there the way he was speaking to Shrew. Uh, pretty be very derogatory, I thought, about the media. But uh, it's good to see that Jerry's more interested in the appointment of Michael Beale. And I thought it was sarcasm right at the, the, the beginning about the boy Brent, David Brent, or whatever his name is. I thought that. I mean, that, if that's the fact that they're, they're stooping to, it gives me a wee, a wee bit of pleasure at thinking they might be a wee bit worried about Michael Beale. Maybe we need a different f- figure to compare people to Because did people not used to say Brendan Rodgers was David Brent Like now yeah. we need somebody else I think people can't, They can't repeat the, that the, joke The fans And I do not mean this as a derogatory remark Fans don't understand journalism And in this city As you said yourself earlier on Gordon This city is unique When the manager of Rangers or Celtic Loses their job Hold the traffic Hold everything and especially hold the back page Because that becomes the most important story in town You referenced Brendan Rogers. The day that Brendan left There were three of us, four of us in the studio that night that Because we had to it? hold back the crowd It's what happens, John Celtic and Rangers are in mm. a unique yeah. position in a unique city And when Giovanni Van Bronckhurst lost his job That becomes... The only yeah. story in town I, I don't think John was complaining about it In fact, far from it um, John, where are you at then in all of this? So, apparently We or, or the media or whoever Kenny Miller, whoever it may be Is talking up Michael Beale too much um, How do you feel about the appointment? Now that maybe the dust has settled a bit then And, and what, what you're aiming for And what you think is, is realistic To be honest with you Another phone took me right away But once I heard this press uh, conference I was, I was quite very, very impressed with it. But I want to just make a point now. Uh, uh, he's brought up there. You know, that Michael Beale, the, the, the messiah that she's making out that boy there, I, I wonder if you would sit down and ask what Neil Lennon what he thinks about Michael Beale. Because Neil, they, they two boys, that's Stephen Gerrard and Michael Beale, finished his career at Celtic. So, there was a, when they won the 10 in a row, I can assure you, to a man, every Rangers fan, he was a messiah to us. So if he comes back and does as well, it's a, it's a bit of a learning process, and hopefully he comes back. Get a, well, we've got to give the boy a chance, you know what I mean? Well, that's yeah, the city absolutely. again. That's the city again. You know, he destroyed Neil Lennon's career. <laughs> Hurrah! You know, I mean, the the, 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 the quite a Neil lucky start to Neil, the night yeah, for a, a random Neil Wednesday Lennon. with no football on. Neil Lennon ended his Celtic career because there were bad signings. There were even worse performances The fans were outside the ground Extremely unhappy And one night In sunny Dingwall He lost to Ross County And that was that And it should have been Over and done with for Neil With the greatest respect It should have been over and done For him Much earlier But Celtic didn't take the step well, interesting start Thank you John and Bridgeton 01419511025 John, you could win the tickets It could be you You could be away to that big tribute night For the Celtic team that stopped 10 in a row Back in the good late for 90s. a secret Santa for one of his pals Anyway, good time to call by the way Get your calls in right now And we'll get you on next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Jim Duffy are here It's 01419511025 There was me thinking it would be a quiet night With not a lot to talk about Hugh Keevans yeah. But the Clyde One Super Scoreboard listeners Never disappoint Do you think it's Is it like withdrawal symptoms? Yes from top The, the World Cup's gone on too long for them now 
They are twitching And they want it back <laughs> So Jim Duffy and I Were dancing to Eye of the Tiger In the commercial break <laughs> Don't we all We're nearly there Eight days time Rangers taking on Hibs uh, In fact I'll even be, I guess there'll be Some friendly action this week If mm. I don't know if you can Get into them I know you can go to Rangers Bayer Leverkusen Certainly um, what did we say last night Motherwell were going Closed doors down at Spurs oh. On Friday I think oh, I um, see you picked Spurs without Harry Kane Yeah yeah, that's that, yeah I'm sure they'll be They'll be quaking In their boots The, the reserves that are left there Anyway <laughs> uh, 01419511025 Chris Is On the line As a Celtic fan And Penny Lee What is your point tonight Chris? Uh, evening Gordon Jim and Shugster Hello Um Basically, what it is, over the last couple of days, there's been noise about Ryan Portis uh, linked with both Celtic and Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm a Celtic fan. Uh, I think Portis is a decent player, but, do you know, for his disciplinary record alone, I don't, I don't think that's something you can, like, train out a player. I think that's just something guys like Sunnis, uh, Hurlock, going away back. All these guys had this in their game. And sometimes when you take it away from them, it, it doesn't enhance their game. It's just part of who they are. But I, for his disciplinary record, I won't. I wouldn't want them near Celtic, Park. I'm so glad you brought this up, Chris, because... Th- the Twitter rumour mill has been yeah. it's been ticking a little bit, you know, particularly Ryan Porteous to Rangers. But see, the more I look at it, Jim, I think you started it <laughs> because I, there, there's an article that says SPFL boss hints at Ryan right. Porteous Ibrox move, and I, th- I think you, yeah, yeah you said on Monday, Monday night. Yeah. How much knowledge were you speaking with here, or was it just a, that was a you think that would be a good fit or? I wouldn't say it was. I mean, just listen, you, you talked to, we just say there, we talked to Beal in football. Okay. And, you know, s- someone had suggested that, you know, that the, the, there might have been interest. Whether that's just someone talking in football or someone suggesting it. And how far I, that I, interest I, goes. I, I don't know. But Chris is saying there uh, about discipline or lack of discipline. But, you know, Celtic signed a, a player from Hibs uh, a good few years ago, Scott Brown, who didn't have the best discipline the right record oh. and uh, was a very competitive player and, uh, you know, was an unbelievable um, success at, at Celtic Park. So, you know, I think that, yeah, of course, you, you, you do, uh, you know, cam a little bit. And as I've said before, when you're a team on the front foot and you're not having to make so many tackles and challenges as Celtic are in Scotland, then, you know, there's less likelihood or less need for it, should we say. And I think, as I said, you know, he is you know, a player with potential. But Celtic mm. have just signed another centre-back. Mm-hmm. And if you look at, you know, with Starfield and Welsh and uh, Carter Vickers, um, Jens, oh, they're, they're all still there. I just don't see Celtic having the need I'm, for another centre-back. I'm not saying the specific concerns are the same, Chris, but if there not been a few players that have, you know, maybe gone to Celtic from other... Scottish clubs And fans are maybe Not blown away And then after a bit of time They really flourish I mean Greg Taylor Would be a brilliant example mm-hmm. He's arguably Celtic's player of the year I don't think Celtic fans Were jumping for joy No offence Greg If you're listening um, And you know Going crazy to rush out And get Taylor On the back of the strips You look at someone Even like Ryan Christie Who came and had to have Loan spells And looked like He was on his way out Could Ryan Porteous Not fall into that bracket All hypothetically of course Obviously, I mean it's it's obviously possible, but I don't. In my opinion, I don't think it's probable. Um, 
Uh, he's definitely got potential. I agree with Jim, but I think somebody would need to put a hell of a lot of work into him. And as I say, if you look at the guys I mentioned in history, and then you've got the likes of Morelis at Rangers, who he just does, doesn't learn. And I just think uh, he comes into that category. I just think the boy is going to carry that in his game right through his career. I think that uh, Celtic, although they have brought in Kobayashi, uh, I think Morris Yentz uh, may be uh, short-term rather than long-term at Celtic. I think Stephen Welsh is a problem being long-term at Celtic. Uh, I, I never bought into Carl Starfelt. So, Porteous, out of contract at the end of the season, you would get him for a very reasonable price if you were to go in in January. So that's Celtic. Rangers, the Rangers fans have a problem with Ryan Porteous after his television appearance where he mocked uh, the quote from Steven Gerrard about do I not look happy uh, after knocking Rangers out of the cup. So, But fans, of course, get over those problems when he's in your team and he's doing well. So I, I can see why there is speculation that would link Rangers and Celtic with Ryan Porteous. And I don't believe that his problems are incurable. But... John is quite uh, or rather Chris yes. is quite right to to highlight the problems he's had them but Stevie Clark got over them and yeah. put them in the Scotland squad for a big game mm. and and he did very well in that game yeah. well. and Celtic and Rangers would get over them as well he's not incurable he just needs a hand I feel I don't know if it's a particularly modern phenomenon Jim whether it's social media or whatever it is but when players do anything really it feels like it can be it can really Sort of snowball The perception Sometimes becomes bigger Than the reality And I, I often I wonder Genuinely wonder um, How much of that Is at play with Ryan Portis And I, I know he's been sent yeah. off I know he's put daft tackles yeah. I know he's gone down easily yeah. Is it something that's Massive A stumbling block a, a Incurable You know Or, or yeah. has it been blown out of proportion Yeah I think I think. No listen We, we live in a, a, a Social media world So therefore any, Anything you do Now Ten years ago, wouldn't you have gathered the same amount of publicity? So, for instance, you know, as you mentioned, I'm, I'm getting, you know, been under a challenge in the box. Jim Goodwin came out and called him. I think it was a cheat or whatever it happens to be. So straight away, that gathers more publicity on social media. Uh, and if you have a tackle and similar, and if it's around the same player, then just after that, he then gets picked for Scotland and does well. So you've got the other side of it, but he's co- constantly in the news then for one reason or another. Which um, you know, when you're when you're in the public eye, then obviously you draw attention um, to yourself uh, for a variety of reasons. But I think take all that aside, Gordon, just as a pure out and out central defender who plays for Hibs, who is a current Scottish international, who, as you said, Good will be available. Age. Yeah, twenty three years of age, who will be available for either very little in the current um, the current market or nothing in the summer. I think that that is worth a punt for many teams, including our own firm. Well, what do you think, Rangers fans? Hugh just said there that you obviously don't hold uh, Ryan Porteous dear to your hearts. Is it something you think you could just overcome, forget about, welcome him in as one of your own? And by the way, I know this is purely hypothetical, but we're on a five-week break for the World Cup and we're looking ahead to the transfer window. And there, there clearly is going to be some speculation well, about him of a contract from Hibs. Yeah, He's yeah. going to be moving. Absolutely. So therefore, the speculation is going to be there of where. He's yeah. 100% moving. 
It's just us, yeah. us to try and find out exactly what club's going to get him to sign pen to paper, and they can do that first of January on a pre-contract. Yeah, and uh, what do you think, Rangers fans? Is is Hugh right? Would you be able to just forgive and forget, as the old expression goes, or would you have reservations if that was to be a, a move that the club were interested in? Of course, you've got. Um, I know Ross Wilson took a bit of. I think he took a bit of stick, didn't he, at the. The AGM generally yesterday And he was at There was something very pointed About John Souter And why did you sign a player With his injury record And shouldn't be signing them Just because Scottish But you you, you do actually need A certain amount of Homegrown or, or home trained Players to, yeah. In your squad You know for UEFA competitions I think that's an, unf- yeah. an unfortunate one mm. um, But I think that Stuart Robertson The chief exec Maybe flew in the face of evidence When he said that Ross Wilson had done An incredible job Outstanding Was Outstanding. the word If you don't mind um, yeah. So th- I think the bigger the problem numbers, the numbers that, don't quite add up In that outstanding word I think that Connor Golson Get injured You know And, and that he, He'd played almost Every game For the last Whatever three, three scenes or so And I think that it Just unexpected And then The amount of injuries People going about Leon Balligan just now Because again The Michael Beale connection Why did we not keep him And all these sort of things And I think he's come out And suggested That It was you know, that was Ross Wilson that didn't want to give him the contract, but the manager might have wanted to, all these sort of things. But if you've got Holanda, Suter, um, you know, Goldson, you know, ben King, Davies. you know, all, all of these centre backs, you can't always say, well, what if four of them get injured? We'll sign another one. But I, I just think f- f- going forward, if you mm. looked and just said, there's a, a current Scottish international defender, take away his name's Ryan Porter, it's just in the name, 23 years of age, for either minimal fee or nothing You would have, it would have to be considered I think that's something One of the most pointless exercises In the football game But everyone does it Is when we just sort of come up with fees You know, oh, he's mm-hmm. worth this Or he's mm-hmm. worth that So indulge me what, what, is Ryan, what do you need to pay To get Ryan Portis in January When he's out of contract I think, about, I think about half a million I don't think you'd have to pay much more why would you? Mm-hmm. I mean, because you could sign him in a pre-contract yeah. and get him in the summer for nothing. Maybe I think a million. Um, that that's a, got a kind of ring to it for yeah. the accountants. Oh, a million, right? Take that. Oh, that's it. Was it half a million? Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. what Hearts turned down for John Souter? That would be the sort yeah. of mm-hmm. the only recent yeah. comparison I can think of. Yeah, yeah. in that ballpark. Yeah. That's the reason why I'm, I'm saying it. But you know, again. Yeah, you might think it's a fair fee, but <laughs> football's not about fairness. It's okay. it's about um, you know the the needs of football clubs, and if Hibs think, well, is it worth keeping them and losing that amount of money, or is it better to take it? And it all depends again if anyone else comes in with another offer. It's like like any other. If 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 they can mm. manage to have three or four offers, yeah, of course that that fee will go up. But if there's only one team in it yep. Then you have to accept what they give you uh, What do you think Particularly you Rangers fans Because there is that history there With Ryan Porteous If And it is hypothetical If that was one that the club decided to move for Could you get on board with that uh, Or not quite 01419511025 Let us know Chris Thank you for your call You're into the hat For the tickets to that Celtic Stopping 10 in a row tribute night At the Armadillo next May Now before we get any further Let me run this past you Mission Christmas. J and D Pierce, structural steelwork specialists, proud to support the local community. Hugh Evans, I have finally found the prize for you. Oh. This is a car that parks itself. Oh, 
So all we need is just to add that little bit extra that it drives itself and you're you're covered. But it's at least got you 50% of the way there. Autonomous, I think that's what it's called, isn't it? It parks itself, Hugh Keevans. Lady Keevans needs that. You've never seen a squintier park. Excuse me, how dare you? She gives you lifts everywhere you need it and you go on radio and criticise a parking like that. But I arrive lopsided. (laughs) Anyway, we've got an unbelievable prize for you. Seriously, it's a 72-plate Merc A-Class, a 180 AMG line. It is stunning Mark Wilson and myself Went down to check it out At Arnold Clark The other day uh, And thanks to the good folks At Arnold Clark For putting up this prize And you could win it Not Hugh Keevans I was just joking right We wouldn't let him Anywhere near it He can't win it Jim Duffy can't win it But you could win it And you would be making A difference to children Right here on our doorstep That need your help This Christmas At the same time And I know what you're thinking That sounds too good to be true What a win-win Where is the catch Well there isn't one that's the point For your chance to win All you need to do Is text CAR to 84901 That's CAR to 84901 The text costs your standard network rate message Plus a £5 donation To cash for kids The lines close on Saturday the 17th of December Over 18s only Full T's and C's Are at Clyde1.com This is not to be missed though. You'll want to get your text in a good bit before that Just to make sure So text CAR C-A-R to 84901 And best of luck from us This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Jim Duffy, Hugh Keevans Both here, both ready and waiting for your call So come on, 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB If you are on Twitter, if you're on social media You will see at the moment Ryan Portis' name uh, being mentioned Uh, I don't know if it is all Jim Duffy's fault by the way For (laughs) saying it on Monday night's show Uh, But it's clearly going to happen He is an international defender He is in our league He's 23, he's out of contract He's going to leave very soon Uh, So maybe people are putting two and two together And maybe it could be uh, a possibility That one of the Glasgow clubs would take a little look So either way, let us know what you think We were asking particularly Rangers fans From a a sort of personal perspective Because there's no love lost there, is there? Between Rangers fans and Ryan Porteous Would you push all that to one side, hypothetically? Um, or would that be enough to put you off the idea? Why not let us know? Brian has sent me a tweet. He's a Rangers fan, but he says, I'd love Rangers to sign them. He's a great fit into the defence. He'd give them some grit, uh, which is missing uh, at the current moment, says Brian. Uh, what about Kevin on the line? What do you think, Kevin? Well, good evening. Uh, I, I so agree. I think it would be a good signing for Rangers. Plus, it will learn a lot. If we come to the Rangers, I like to uh, ask uh, Hugh Keane's op- opinion and Jim Duffy's. I really, I really think it will be a good job for Rangers. Plus, he'll learn a lot. Yes, he did a lot of bad things, but in the day, we need a player like uh, Ryan Borges, and I'm one of what I will support him. Hugh, do you think that, that night, uh, and maybe we are just fickle then, because... Hibs fans have had this long-standing opinion. Yep. Do you think that, that that one night for Scotland went a long way to changing a lot of people's perception? Either way, Gordon, he's a decent player. Uh, and the Rangers fans, if hypothetically he were to go to Rangers, the Rangers fans would get over the mocking of Steven Gerrard in 90 minutes. If he had a good 90 minutes, that would be that. They wouldn't bring it up again. Um, there's a bit more to it than that though isn't there is there, is there not a couple of you know the, well, the you clashes with Morelos but I am firmly of the opinion that when he's in your shirt it's all different if he's doing it for you and not against you the mindset changes completely 
I don't think he'd have a problem. I really don't. That's one of the calls I don't know she Kenny Miller. <laughs> you know, so Kenny played for the, the greatest rivals, you know. So listen, you, you can you can be forgiven if you go and do the business on the pitch. I think that, yeah, you're right, uh, Gordon, as I've said, you know, nowadays there, there seems to be more emphasis on how someone's perceived, you know, the perception of a player and, uh, you know, how he'll be accepted. But I think, as I said, he's a, he's more of a modern-day centre-back where he's athletic, he can pass the ball, he's got that raking diagonal ball in him, he can build up from the back. Yeah, he does have lapses of concentration at times, but that will improve in the, you know, the, you know, the concentration levels required mm. To be a club like Rangers, have to be mm-hmm. there in a more regular basis. Okay. He, can't, he can't have that drop off, which he can sometimes. No well, disrespect, well, I was going to say. I was going to say because straight after the Scotland mm-hmm. game, did they not score in the next two games? Yeah. And everyone yeah. was, this is a Ryan Portis mm-hmm. show. And probably since then, actually, mm-hmm. his form's dipped a bit. Whether that is distraction mm-hmm. over what's happening, maybe the fact that Hibs are not exactly pulling up trees themselves well, either. Six. Six of the last seven uh, competitive matches uh, lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven out of eight lost if you include the friendly against Middlesbrough at Easter Road. So he's part of a failing, ailing team. Part of. It's not entirely his fault. Uh, yeah, I, I guess. And you, it's always impossible to tell, Jim, how mm-hmm. much a contractual situation is. Mm-hmm. Impacting a player, and people always speculate about it. And actually, maybe that then is what was behind the big. Because I. I Personally on here Questioned it at the time Why have Hibs made such a big Deal of this mm-hmm. statement That he's not going to sign a new deal I mean you either do or you don't Everybody knows he's out of contract mm-hmm. anyway Maybe the player was quite happy To to have it all put to bed Yeah yeah, I think it, it becomes public Because he probably Continually get asked The manager will continually Ask Lee Johnson You know about his situation and, and you can only bat it away So often And obviously the player will get it His agent will be working behind the scenes. I think is he Andy Murray's company. I think maybe, but anyway, he's 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 in 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 the kind of background. There'll be stuff happening. Um, So yeah, sometimes it's better just to be up front and say, look, this is the situation. Uh, And then you know, but it's also although he comes across as this big kind of confident guy, and you know, you know, he's he's outgoing. He's still this will be the first time God he's been at Hibs since he was a kid, and he's still only twenty three. So this is a huge moment in his career. I mean, you know, you have to make the right decisions and, and there will be a bit of pressure on him and he, I think he will be a little bit anxious or what's maybe round the corner because he's going to have to perhaps leave where, he, where he's always lived and his friends and all these sort of things. So I can understand him, maybe the form dropping a little bit because I think that's just human nature. I mean, Derek Laurie sent me a tweet there. He says, Rangers fan, two words, Morris Johnson, if he can get us on side, then it should be a doddle for Portis if it was to happen. Yeah. Back uh, a bit. Yeah, well... Morris, of course, cemented everything by scoring a goal that beat Celtic at Ibrox, and that was that. Um, I I do believe if Scott Brown, who was detested by the Rangers supporters, if he'd been the Rangers jersey, they loved him to bits. That's the way it works. Mm, thank you, Kevin. One four one nine five one one zero two five, and we are on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB. Davy's a Celtic fan in Crookston. What's your point, Davy? How you doing? Uh, I would just like to say two words to you Mo Johnson Derek, do you know what, uh, David, do you know what's just happened? Whilst you were speaking to producer Callum I read out a tweet that said Two words, Morris Johnson And I don't even think it was you It was someone else So you've obviously uh, It's obviously you, Good minds think alike and all that Is that the way you see it? That's definitely it uh, But I'm on the radio or am I? You're on, no, you're, you're on Don't I'm you worry on. Very much so Aye, aye well, don't swear. Really I'm 
no swearing, no swearing. It's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to make money. <laughs> so you think ultimately, Davey, you think you know, all this stuff, Ryan Portis, whatever fans feel about him, that, that, that all goes away ultimately if he was to pull on your team's jersey, yeah? If it goes to any side, any side whatsoever, no matter who he goes for, they'll, they'll, they'll not be longing before he makes, makes his mark and they'll be loving him and they'll have the names on his back of his shirt. Yeah, we'd, we'd a caller earlier saying, you know, he doesn't think you can sort of change someone's temper, but do you disagree with that? I think you can change Andy's temper. If you look at some players that passed and they've had a bad temper, they've calmed down and became far better players in the long run. If you show a professional attitude, you're fine. Our own Kenny Miller, as Jim Duffy said, went to Celtic. He was as honest as the day is long in a Celtic jersey. He scored against Rangers at Celtic Park in a Celtic jersey because he's a straightforward, up and down, good, honest professional. And Ryan Porteous will go If he goes to Rangers Or if he goes to Celtic He will be an honest professional Someone will have to guide him Through the ropier elements of his game uh, Including the, the problem with discipline on occasion But he's a bargain buy As we say for speed <laughs> in newspapers Because you're getting him At a cut price Because he's out of contract in May And are we still referring to Kenny Miller as our own After he... he, he Left us for Huddersfield uh, Well exactly How can you be dumped for Huddersfield Honestly, Why are you in Glasgow the for embarrassment Huddersfield Huddersfield Honestly Anyway we wish him well <laughs> no, no bitterness Whatever it is uh, Thank you uh, to Davey Gary's a Rangers fan on the line What's your take on all this Gary? Hey, I was just saying to the producer there I'm not his biggest fan Not for his footballing ability But more so just because His previous run-ins with Rangers uh, but again, if it came to Rangers, I would I'd give him my backing. Uh, I, but I do think, a bit like Morelos, he's got the ability there to be a top player. But he also has that wee switch there that can just turn to madness in a minute. Uh, so as long as he can get that under control, uh, and if he can show the same sort of aggression that he showed against us, uh, I definitely think he'd be a decent player. It'd be worth it then, Gary, just for the Twitter clip of <laughs> him and Morelos embracing each other on day one at the training ground, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'd love, I'd love to be a fly on the wall when he walks in the dressing room at, at Auchinhoe. So um, yeah, it was quite, quite funny to see that. The, the, that's the, the game that's is assuming, that, yeah. assuming that uh, Alfredo Morelos is there. <laughs> yeah. But the, the game, the game uh, in terms of having VAR now has has changed. Uh, even it doesn't matter whether you're Ryan Portis or any player now. One, I think you need an edge, or you know, if you're a defender and you're a competitive player, the, the amount of times that we've been on this um, program, Gordon, we've heard fans, you know, saying, "Oh, we need somebody with a little bit more steel, a little bit more aggression, or whatever it happens to be, somebody's a little bit more dominant." And we've maybe said, "Listen, you can't be the same way as you were ten years ago. You have to be more controlled." But VAR coming in has meant that you have to be even more disciplined now because you may well think from the sort of dafts yeah, off because, the yeah, ball yeah, type yeah, stuff. Anything off the ball is going to go, but also challenges. You might think you can go into a certain challenge. The referee deems it perhaps mm. a yellow card. VAR looks at it. No, you're red card. So you have to be even more disciplined. So I think just the the, the evolution of football in this country will continue. And starting yeah. from you know a, a month or so ago when we had VAR, and I think that will help players like Ryan Portis because the, 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 you know the, the common sense approach. You cannot lose control um, if the ball's there, if the ball's not there, because if you do, VAR is going to pick it up and you're going to be severely punished. Thank you very much, Gary. Interesting to hear your take on it. You wouldn't be against it at all if uh, 
If the disciplinary side was brought into line That was Gary's opinion certainly So thank you to Gary And it's that time of the night already What a quick hour that's been Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Come on, listeners, seriously The winning run for the pundits is going on far too long The only reason Jim Duffy answered the phone and came in here tonight Is because he won on Beat the Pundit on Monday <laughs> Gordon DL even won last night That's, you know, we're, we're scraping the barrel here And the pundits have been winning for quite some time Let's see if we can put them in their place tonight 0141 951 1025 And the lines close at 7 Tackle the headlines 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Jim Duffy are here It's 01419511025 And it is Twitter at Clyde SSB If you want to get in touch with the show tonight So please do It's a kind of quiet day if you like In terms of no massive headlines from Glasgow's Big Two But that hasn't stopped us arguing about all sorts of madness in the first hour As we do And I'm still quite keen to hear from you Partick Thistle fans If there's one big Scottish football story today it's probably that The entire board With the exception of one board member All resigning It's been a turbulent few months There's been protests outside games Empty stands Banners uh, And now Jackie Lowe and her colleagues Are all stepping down um, I think looking at social media For a lot of you That is good news I think You can tell us if, I, if I've got that wrong And if you disagree with that And you think it's bad news Then please do Let us know 0141 951 1025. Before we do anything else, let's do this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Okay, it is beat the pundit time. I keep saying it and I'm saying it because I mean it. We need a win for the listeners. Chris and Pollock Shaws, are you that man? That's a bad start, I must be honest. Chris, can you hear us? Oh, sorry, sorry, had you on mute there. Oh, so, so, I was expecting you to say you had us on hold, and I was going to be deeply offended. But mute, I can, I can forgive that. That's an, uh, that's easy done. How's it going, Chris? Are you well? Yeah, okay, yeah. Good, oh, good. Brand new, yeah. You ever, yeah. ever played this before? No, I'm a first time caller. Good, oh, good, good, good. How do you usually do? You usually do all right when you play along at home. Yeah, well, no bad. Some days are better. Others. Yeah, see, that's a bit like me, Hugh. I say this a lot. I always try and play along to the five K minute in the morning. Right. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll always see it on social media, and I kind of go through it and think how many would I've got. And I had a real sobering one this morning. Uh-huh. I would have been that. Oh, I would have been miles off oh, it this yeah. morning. So I know how Chris is feeling, and I'm not even sure I'd be brave enough to go on and, and do it. I must mm-hmm. admit. So let's toss the coin heads. It is Hugh Evans and tails. It will be Jim Duffy for the second time this week. Mm. You're off the hook It's heads It's Hugh Keevans oh. Against Chris And Pollock Shaws That's what you wanted Is it Chris? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah Good Let's find out uh, How it's going to go Hugh I'll give you some Clyde too To listen to uh, And we'll get rid of that And get your clock ready Chris I know you've never played You have listened So quickly to recap 30 seconds Just go through as many as you can And you're welcome to pass If you don't know Alright Okay Yep Top right. man Let's get stuck in then Your time starts now Name the most recent Italian side Celtic faced in the group stages of European competition uh, Bologna Which Rangers manager signed Arthur Newman and Craig Moore uh, Name either Swede who's played in the Scottish Premiership this season uh, That's a tough one Yeah pass In what decade were Queen's Park last in the Scottish top flight 70s Who's the current Inverness manager? 
pass Okay let's bring Hugh back Hugh can you hear us Is it Christmas soon? The, the uh, Bruce Springsteen on there Bruce Springsteen <laughs> says Santa Claus is coming to town Good quite right Good song Are you ready? Yep Let's go Name the most recent Italian side Celtic faced In the group stages Of European competition um, Roma Which Rangers manager Signed Arthur Newman And Craig Moore Big advocate Name either Swede Who's played in the Scottish Premiership This season uh, Carl Starfield In what decade Were Queen's Park Last in the Scottish Top flight 50s who is the current Inverness Cali Thistle manager? Uh, it's uh, Billy Dodd. Who name any current Scottish top flight club that John Rankin played for? Hibs. It's harder in real life, Chris, isn't it? Oh, is it? Oh, oh much harder. Oh, How do you think no it went? Way, I, well, I, I know I got one. Well, that's a good listen. That, <laughs> see, if I was a, a listener, I think I would take that because you just don't want, you, you don't want the zero. Especially against you, man. <laughs> the, the, the most recent Italian side Celtic faced in the group stages of a European competition. I liked your style, Hugh, because I, I, I'm not saying it was easy to get right, but you went for one that they've like never played recently oh, in group right. stages. So that was good. Um, I again, I reckon I would have forgotten mm. about AC Milan. Remember that? Mm. Was that the Neil Lennon? I think you just say Milan and hope you get one of two. Um, and you remember the <laughs> even La- though it's gold, didn't you? You remember the Lazio mm. games. Mm. Anyway, AC Milan, none of you got it. Which Rangers manager signed Arthur Newman and Craig Moore? It was Dick Advocate. And well done, Chris. You got one. Uh, it was your first one up and running. My only one. Uh, you never know. We'll find out. Hugh got it as well, though. Uh, so it is one all. Next question Name either Swede Who's played in the Scottish Premiership this season You had the choice Of Carl Starfelt Or Milker Holberg So I'm afraid Hugo's further oh. in front And Chris This was unfair Because the only guy Who was going to football In the 50s When Queen's Park uh-huh. Were in the top flight Was Hugh Keevans He got that yeah. And I must admit He's running away from you He knew that Billy Very Dodds good. Was the Inverness manager And he knew that John Rankin Had played for Hibs Or Dundee United Or Ross County So Chris, I appreciate you giving it a bash, but unfortunately, that was a 5-1 win for Hugh Keevans. Take it easy. Thank you, man. Yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> Good All right, Chris. Chris. <laughs> and Pollock Shaw actually seems happy to have lost to Hugh. He just wanted to take, the, take part against Hugh. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like, you know, fighters now just want to take on Tyson Fury. He's a Tyson yeah. Fury of punditry. Jeez, he's been called <laughs> many things, I must admit. Right, well, well, Billy Fury. <laughs> well you need to explain that to a lot of the listeners that's, that's, that's went right over my head Anyway <laughs> I did say We were going to be joined live on the show By someone who's just played at the World Cup We are in the presence of someone who's just Rubbed shoulders with Lionel Messi No less And he's back with a bang to Paisley of all places Now it's St Mirren's Keanu Bacchus How's it going Keanu? Hey man how you going? You good? I'm very well thank you Really appreciate you joining us Obviously, we have to jump straight in and say, what on earth was it like to play against Lionel Messi? Uh, you know, um, obviously, it's a real moment uh, for me. Um, yeah, and to and to start as well, and, and yeah, be on the same pitch, it's obviously an amazing feeling. You know, credit to him because he's such a big player, and 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 he's done so well. You know, for so many years. Oh, th- there's a story here, Keanu. On Saturday night, I actually took my phone out and I text one of my colleagues on this show. And I was typing out the message and we were talking about how well you were doing and that there was like a five minute period where I think you had taken the ball off him three times or you had intercepted passes or whatever, nicked it off him. And just as I'm sending the message, you know you know what happens. Um is is that just sum up the challenge? Did you feel like you were actually doing quite well against him for a for a period? Yeah, yeah. Um definitely I thought so, you know. I thought I'm obviously younger, um, 
yeah, probably probably a bit fitter than he is now, you know, in terms of, of legs. So I thought that, that could get, you know, that could that could do me wonders. But yeah, then obviously he popped out with that special moment. You know, that's 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 him. You know, he can he can change a game like that, and that's what I've learned as well. How how good he really is up front and up in person. You know, so it's just this. Yeah, he's a, he's just a special special player. Was it easy not to get overawed? And, and not sort of pinch yourself and think, my goodness, I'm you know I'm playing against Lionel Messi because you were, like we said, you were so close. You he was in your area of the pitch a lot. After a couple of minutes, does it just feel like any other opponent? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, it just felt like um like football again. That's how I um I wanted to treat the whole the whole experience. You know, it's been playing football since I was five and always loved the game. So. I mean, you know, it's the highest level, but it's also, you know, it's an enjoyable thing to to be out there and playing the game you love. So I just wanted to treat it like that, and um, yeah, yeah. I think after it was more so a pinch yourself moment to, to realize that you know you went you went toe to toe with with him and with Argentina being such a good country in football. You know, how do you look back on the entire experience then? And and I guess you must have an immense pride with with how well Australia did overall. Yeah, we're super proud of like you know everyone involved, um, all the boys, the staff. Because we um, banded together, and I think we did an amazing job, you know, for the for people probably writing us off as well. So, yeah, you know, credit to everyone's hard work in in um in the lead up and, and the four years leading up to it. So, yeah, we, we're super proud of everyone involved. Did you feel a lot of support from back home because Australia was littered with either players like yourself who play here, and then even a couple of guys that were born here, and Harry Suter and. And uh, Jason Cummings and then Martin Boyle with his injury. Did you feel like uh, Scotland had your back? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, um, sad that they weren't they weren't there competing as well. But yeah, I think so. Definitely. Um, as you said, there's what seven other boys that that play in this league or something like that. So yeah, I definitely think um, uh, you know everyone was behind us, and I definitely felt the support too. So. Do you feel like those experiences, Keanu, ultimately can now help you for the rest of the season? Can can St Mirren benefit from that, you know, having gone and, and tasted football at that level? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, I've always been like a keen, keen learner and, and wanting to do well for, for wherever I am, you know, and, and work as hard as I can. And I just want to continue that and that little bit more experience that I've gained is, um, yeah, I guess those moments of, I probably wouldn't call it pressure because, you know, it was a privilege and, and it was an honour to play for my country. But yeah, those, those big moments in, in a person's career can definitely, you know, um, yeah, I can definitely push push forward and, and hopefully keep, continue to do great things at St Mirren. What does that say about your decision to move to St Mirren? Because we know that our league is not always thought of as being the most glamorous, but you, you've come to St Mirren um, and and all of a sudden then it, it coincides with the Australia recognition and, and getting to start that World Cup game. Does that sort of vindicate your decision to come here? Yeah, definitely. Uh, both my decision to come here and, and the club's decision to to reach out to someone like me in Australia, you know. So credit to them as well. To have to always you know, uh, give thanks where it's due. But yeah, definitely. I'm um, taking a chance, leaving my family and, and coming here, and and just wanted to do what I did. Really hit the ground running. Um, you know, it obviously helps when the team's doing well and the team's um, performing. And you know, we were we were right up there. Um, come a few weeks ago, and we will be we'll be right back there in a few weeks when the league starts again. But yeah, um, you know. Credit, credit to everyone involved because you know everyone benefits from, from this, which is which is good and amazing. Right, before we let you go, we ha- we need to know the Cami Devlin story. What on earth has gone on there? How has he ended up with that keepsake? <laughs> yeah, look, he's uh, he's kept that one pretty quiet to be honest. Um, obviously, I ended up getting a photo with 
this messy after after that moment. But I didn't see Cammy, you know, grab the shirt. But good on him, you know. I've been close to Cammy since I was young, and I guess he kept it quiet in case anyone pinched it off him. So <laughs> yeah, you know, happy for Cammy for for that moment. But yeah, yeah, it's good. So so it was just a case of him just being being brave enough, confident enough to go and ask the question. I think so, yeah, because um, we obviously had a moment where we played the, the French national team and, um, yeah, they, they were a bit standoffish about giving some shirts, or some boys were, because, you know, obviously probably want to give it to their family and friends and, and whatnot. So we understood that. So I guess the boys sort of took that experience and weren't too, you know, didn't want to act over keen or anything. So I guess he just was brave enough to go up and ask him, and I guess, you know, um, Messi was nice enough to give it to him too, which is which is credit to him. Did you not tell him you were the guy that had to chase Messi around the pitch for the game? <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, if I if I could get a few words in with him, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know if he spoke too much English, to be honest, or, or yeah, I didn't get to speak to him properly. But yeah, I definitely would have. You know, in hindsight, yeah. Tell me, tell more. me, you got something though? Did you get Did you get a keepsake of your own? Who did you get? Yeah, I ended up getting um Hoiberg from from Denmark. The Denmark game. Obviously, based on Spurs, so that's that's quality, you know, for for me. And I think absolutely. And then you player. you can keep the one you keep your own one against Argentina as the 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 keepsake from when you started that game. Yeah, definitely. We we pretty much keep all the all the jerseys we've got, which is also special as well. So I look back on that, and you know, with family and friends, and it'd be a special moment forever, I guess. Brilliant. Looking forward then very quickly. Is that you? Are you straight back into St Mirren training? Is there any sort of break? You know, how does it work? Are you just straight back at it. Yeah, you know, look, um, yeah, it would have been nice to see family in Oz, but um, yeah, as well, all the travel will be hard with you know the season starting in a week or two. So I'm happy to be back, and, and yeah, training starts this, this uh, end of this week, and then obviously back into it next week. I'm buzzing you know, to to get back. Brilliant. Well, well done. You did yourself proud over there, and congratulations. We're all looking forward to seeing you and your St Mirren teammates get back at it in the next couple of weeks. Thank you very much Thanks for that Appreciate it guys Good man yeah, Thank you very much That was St Mirren's Keanu Bacchus well, Fresh from rubbing shoulders With Messi To talking to you Hugh Keevans Life, see, life just doesn't get any better It's going to be a funny Old game in the Hearts dressing room Because on the one hand Cammy Devlin After the World Cup break Has brought back Messi's jersey Andy Halliday's brought back A hair weave <laughs> I was going to say Who's had the more productive break Andy mm-hmm. Halliday With his new hairdo Or I think they know the answer I won't even finish that question um, But Jim the, yeah. Keanu there listening mm-hmm. to him speaking And I'm sure you did watch the game Yeah He actually did I didn't want to mm-hmm. hammer it And almost sound patronising Genuinely for about half an hour mm-hmm. Until that goal went in I couldn't take my eyes off How good the job he was doing At getting close yeah. to Messi Yeah I mean obviously I, was, I didn't want to interrupt Because you obviously You're interviewing him But just to try and find out Really what the manager's instructions were You know whether to Because obviously we know That Messi walks about at times And then he just comes to yeah. life And when he comes to life It's just it's, You know he's, he's Unbelievable moments in the game And it must be difficult You know when you're a, You know a high tempo player Like Keanu Bacchus because you must be thinking, mm-hmm. I've got all this energy, and he just keeps walking about. Yeah. And and you know, how, how do you discipline yourself to stay in that area? And you're right. The first thing, you know, whatever 25, 30 minutes, he had a couple of tackles on him, give a couple of free kicks away, won the ball a couple of times. You think, yeah, he's doing all right. And then Messi comes up with a moment of brilliance, and you must be sitting there just thinking, mm-hmm. how does he do that? And he was even quite yeah. close at the goal, wasn't yeah. he? It was a split second. Yeah. He almost gets back but in. But that's and... the thing. He just shifts it, hits his side foot, it in the bottom corner, and it's just as I say, it's a typical Messi goal. But listen, to be playing in the World Cup, playing against you know arguably the greatest player of all time, uh, and you know do as well as he done. Not just him, but his, his country. Yeah. 
Um, listen, you can't ask for any more, but it'll be interesting to see his first game. Who's, I don't know who St Mirren's first game's against, but uh, either way, it'll be a culture shock when he comes back to Scottish football in December with the weather we've got after playing in Qatar. Uh, and I don't think um, you know, you'll have to have too many sleepless nights about whatever opponent he's going to be Are you facing. trying to tell me that Kevin Van Veen's not in the same par as Lionel Messi? Listen, I thought you would have known straight away it was Motherwell. That's the reason why you, you, I you asked you. I was just but, poised. But yeah, I listen, he's uh, yeah. As I said, I think that the, the opposition should uh, give him a, a little bit more um, <laughs> serenity, should we say, as he approaches the game. Well, we'll, we'll find out. Uh, we'll see what Mother will have up their sleeve. Lewis is on the line on that similar theme, actually. Lewis, what's your point tonight? Hi guys, um, it's just similar to what uh, you're speaking about there. To be honest, it's just wondering whether the exposure of players playing in Scotland will result in. You know, greater interest in the Scottish game, both with players uh, coming in to clubs like Dundee United, Hearts and St Mirren and people taking more of an interest. I know that the Australian boys have kind of come um, come over in recent times and you've got the Japanese boys as well and then you two Croatians playing all coming from Scotland. So I was just wondering if the current World Cup is going to act as an advert for players when they're looking at maybe what their next move is going to be can't be a bad thing Hugh. no no I was about to say it will certainly do no harm at all uh, but I think people are looking at Scotland anyway they're looking at uh, Ange Postacoglu who's now signed a total of five Japanese players uh, they're looking at uh, Barisic and uh, Juranovic still in the World Cup with Croatia and playing in our league they're looking at Aaron Moy uh, who took his chance at Celtic and got into the Australian squad and they're saying there is something to be had from going to Scotland into the Premiership it, it will do no harm whatsoever what yeah. the mouth from those players as well you yeah. know like we heard Keanu Bacchus there talking about he he was thankful that that, uh, that St Man took a chance on him bring, bring him over a so when they come into the country if they're welcomed if they feel comfortable if, if, it, if it enhances their international prospects like it has done, as Lewis has mentioned, for so many of these players, then these players are going to spread that word. Their mm-hmm. agents are going to spread the word. Their families are going to say, listen, Scotland's a good place to go and, 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 and play because, you know, it doesn't it doesn't put you under the radar. It actually puts you on the radar. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's a, a really a really positive sign, as, as, as you mentioned, so many uh, players from so many different countries but yeah, I think it does put a, a positive yeah. spotlight on our game, Gordon. I don't think I need to explain the reasons, but you know, with us being in Glasgow and Celtic mm-hmm. and Rangers, and the fact that Juranovic might be on his way, Absolutely. you know, we've been speaking a lot about what being at the World Cup can do for mm-hmm. his transfer value. But see, because of the margins that some of our so-called smaller clubs work at, I wonder mm-hmm. if the bigger impact might be felt somewhere else. I don't know if it's Keanu Bacchus, yeah. but one that in particular. Maybe Kai Rolls at Hearts mm-hmm. Rave reviews Played yeah. I think every game For Australia at centre back mm-hmm. Rave reviews You know it, Surely some clubs mm-hmm. Would have a Would be having a look at that Yeah if you're talking about A million A couple of million For for, for many many clubs Including championship clubs that, that That's that's nothing You know so But for Hearts It's a huge amount of money So yeah If if, if one or two players Did move on And that, that revenue Came into the clubs It would be massive um, for, for those clubs, and again, it would it would highlight you know the the, the positivity around the Scottish game. You know, again, we we I, I listened to Rio Ferdinand, you know, waxing lyrical about Harry Sutter um, after the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, look at his range of passing, highlighting me that he was out for a year with a, with a cruciate ligament injury, only just came back. Um, and again, 
Yeah, well, he, born in Scotland, playing for Australia. His brother, obviously, mm-hmm. playing playing for Rangers. But again, it's, it's showing you that there are hidden gems, I think, in Scotland. And I think this will definitely, um, mm. you know, send uh, you know those, those type of signals out to agents and clubs around around the world. Listen, come and look at Scotland. And also, we've got some really talented young Scottish players playing, particularly in Italy just now. Louis Ferguson, yeah. George Stoig, things like that. So, without, without a doubt, Gordon, our, our game is expanding. And I think people are taking... Uh, a little yeah. bit more notice of it that recently than it has been for a number I, of years. I take it simply by raising the the point, Lewis. You, you agree with that? That's something you've managed to find enjoyment in at this World Cup, despite us not being there. Yeah, uh, definitely. It's it's nice to hear, um, as Jim's saying, that pundits in England are, are talking about Scottish players. Maeda was singled out against Croatia, and um, I, I think it's it's positive, and hopefully, it has the desired impact on improving the quality across the league and the national team as well. Good man, Lewis. It's a very good point. Well made. Hopefully we'll speak to you soon. Thanks for taking the time. Cheers. All right. Good man. That was Lewis. Uh, not too far from here, just outside the city. 01419511025. We'll get a teaser for these two. And if you want to get in touch, now would be a good time. You Partick Thistle fans, I keep saying it. Come on. Let's take a look at that. What a momentous day it could be. It's certainly a big day, whether you are happy or angry or somewhere in the middle. Pretty much the entire board stepping down in one go. What do you make of that? Pick up the phone and speak to us next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It was great to hear from St Mirren's Keanu Bacchus. He's just joined Hugh Evans and Jim Duffy and I on the line talking about playing against Messi and starring at the World Cup. Maybe you St Mirren fans want to come on. Uh, and pay tribute Partick Thistle fans What a day it's been Every member of the board Bar one All stepping down in one go Is that good news? Is it bad news? How do you feel about it? What's been going on at the club? Let us know on the phones And we'll get to you very soon I think we've got Stephen hanging On the line as well Let me give you tonight's Full time teaser though And as always A quick reminder The aim of the game Is that you Send the questions To us And the pundits Struggle generally To come up with the answers Between round about Half seven and the end of the show Topical this one I like it I can see where the inspiration Has come from It's Gary and Bells Hill That sent it in It's a bit of a Roundabout tribute to Morocco And the fact that they got through Look at Hugh Keevan's face Don't worry uh, Hugh Keevan's You'll see where I'm heading in a minute Can you name the Scotland Starting eleven When Morocco beat us At France 1998 So that would still be The la- the last World Cup game Scotland men's team played yeah, Can you name The Scotland S- Were you there? there? Yeah. Well then You should scoosh this mm-hmm. How many glasses yeah, Of French yeah. red Followed That would be The, well. the deciding factor here On how many You're going to get right uh, Let's go with uh, Colin Henry Braveheart indeed Well done Tommy Boyd Yep Jackie McNamara Alright that seems Like a good start We can leave it there In fact give me One more guess then um, Craig Burley Yeah sent off wasn't he Okay we will leave that there We're looking for As a bit of a roundabout Odd strange tribute to Morocco After progressing at the World Cup Yesterday we're asking for the Scotland starting 11 uh, The night that we lost to Morocco uh, In San Etienne as Hugh says In France 98 That'd be the first sort of um, Knockout round shock of the the World Cup, would that be fair? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think the knockout, yeah. Uh, I don't know. If, I mean, yeah, as a shot, I suppose, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I did watch the game and like like everybody else that's going to make comment on it, 
Uh, I think I think Spain forgot that there was you know the game didn't finish at the eighteen yard box. There was yeah. an actual goal eighteen yards you further try and ahead. Put the ball through yeah. that. Yeah, just cross it or shoot or you know do was something. Was it, was it, but, but, about a thousand odd nah, passes again. But, but for people with their monotonous boredom culture in the game, the penalty kick taken right. from Spain. Dear me. Uh, yeah, and. Japan the Japan. night before yeah. And a couple that have been missed and Well I, it does my head in Gordon We hear, keep hearing these statements of Saying oh, it's small margins And fine details And all these phrases Practice penalties then Do them properly I know the Spain manager said Oh they practice a thousand penalties and that, But how many times do you see them Going up and having that little stutter run Checking yeah. a Lewandowski Done it missed it but All these sort of things They're almost as if now they're Rather than trying to score a goal yeah. They're just trying to this Take is, the you know what it is, Jim, They were playing Morocco And they drew a Casablanca Oh very Thank good <laughs> This is entirely anecdotal I've got no sort of evidence To back this up Jim, I, 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 I have been feeling recently That at the top level of football The penalties had actually been Getting really good You know you see yeah. the guys Who are whipping it into top yeah. corners And Almost impossible to save yeah. And the, the technique's so good And I feel like Quite often on the big stage That's what we've been seeing recently mm-hmm. And then this World Cup Feels like A bit of a step back In that mm-hmm. regard Some of the penalties yeah. Have been really poor Yeah shocking as I'm saying for me That a lot of them Are just just trying to Make the goalkeeper look bad Rather than do it properly uh, Listen You know the one in penalty If I'm with a little dink You know oh. I, Listen that, that takes uh, You know a little bit of bottle There's no doubt about it But it, when it goes in it looks always looks cool and classy. If the goalkeeper just stands there and great. just oh, it was great scoop, though yesterday scoops it up, then y- y- you look an absolute fool. So yeah, listen, I'm off for the Harry Kane type penalty. You know, if he misses, he misses. But you know, he's got absolute technique. Knows he, a routine. He knows what he's going to do, and he tries to et- execute it as best he can. On occasion, the keeper saves it. But to me, that's the best way of doing it. Um, we're about to speak to Stephen. Let me just. Remind everyone of that Partick Thistle story if, if they are just joining us Because I just feel like it's quite dramatic what, yeah. What's happened today So um, Partick Thistle chair Jackie Lowe And all but one of the club's board of directors Have all resigned Now this is after fan protests It's about ownership and direction That the Firhill Club was heading in You'll have heard about it in a couple of weeks In the last couple of weeks on this show for instance there was, there was, It was at the game against Kelty um, And fans staying away And there's been banners and all the rest of it um, and all kind of centering around the, the the leadership, the ownership, the way that fan ownership in particular is being pursued. And now Jackie Lowe, Alan Ruff, Alan Caldwell, Andrew Byron, Douglas Noble, John Penman, Michael Robertson, they've put their names to this statement and um, decided to all step down. Very dramatic. Uh, not only dramatic, but potentially damaging. Uh, who knows how Ian McCall feels tonight? He's the manager who's got to try and correct a team uh, who have been up and down this season in the midst of internal strife. So it's not good for Ian McCall and the players. As far as I can see, no one is getting any good out of this situation as it stands right now. And it has to be resolved quickly for the future of the club. Yeah, I mean, I obviously get that. But at the same time, it's now not hanging over anyone's head, Jim. And sometimes you need... You need meaningful mm. change That That's yeah. that's how you progress I can see a lot of Partick Thistle fans on Twitter Not happy They feel the statement is um, A bit salty If you like They've issued a statement <laughs> That these board members mm. Saying you know Although the members of the board Were re-elected A section of the fan base mm. Encouraged by false narrative And ongoing negative commentary Has not moved on And they sort of can Almost sort of Very critical of the fans As a, a parting shot I've seen a lot of people 
pulling out that old meme about the, yeah, you know, the, I'm, the I'm, come I'm, dine with me guy that can't graciously accept that he's lost the, yeah, the money. Yeah, a, a bit like Ronaldo, not accepting the fact mm. he's on the bench more. No, listen, I, 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 for me, I, you know, I know it was maybe 20 odd years ago or whatever I'm to be, but Partick Thistle fans dug deep to save their club. And I think that sometimes people forget that football fans, when in times of trouble and strife, many, many football clubs have had to go to their supporters and they've really dug deep and made sure that their club um, gets through those difficult times. So when, um, you know, that, that you know there's another uh, side of it and the fans want the club to go in a different direction or want them, you know, they don't see the, 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 the you know, the improvement or whatever, they're totally entitled to voice their opinion. Um, but as you said, the, 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 a decision's been made and it's now about who comes on board and how can they take the club forward? How can they fulfil the ambitions of the club? But more importantly, the supporters... Um, because if the supporters bring their own people in, then if it doesn't work out, you know, you know how do, how do you deal with it then? But yeah, I, I think as I say to you, for me, Patrick Thistle supporters, alongside many others uh, around the, uh, the club, deserve an enormous amount of credit for the way they've stuck by their team. And there are hundreds, decades. hundreds of replies to the statement on Twitter, Hugh. Oh. Every one of it saying, you know, classy, but, but, but sarcastically. Um, talking about you know sort of blaming the fans and and how bitter it sounds and if, know, it seems like a lot of Partick Thistle fans are not taking that. The statement, statement from the well. outgoing director says that there has been a false narrative. If there is a false narrative, why have you gone then? That's a good question. I'll, just, I'll leave it dangling. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on a different theme. Stephen and Coat Bridges on. What's your point, Stephen? Hi guys, how are you doing? Pleasure, how are you? Um, I'm just listening to the guys talking about uh, Portis um, what, what would they bring to Rangers um, I think the guy would be a great signing for Rangers He's 23, he's got loads of potential He's still young This is where I would like Michael Beale to go along the lines of Bringing some young talent in Lowry, um, who's the other chap You've got Lowry, McCann, McCrory Portis would be excellent Bring the young blood through Give guys a shot now because the league's over Get the older players out. Obviously, they've done as really well. McGregor, Davis, the guys that are older now, get them out the door. Look at the talent that's come down south. Look at Bellingham, Foden, Grealish, Rashford. Look at these young players and how young they've been playing for because they've been given a chance. That's what you need to be doing with Lowry, McCann, Portis. Get Portis in. I think he'd be a great signing for Rangers. And McCrory as well. Give McCrory a chance. This is what Bill should be doing for Rangers. Starting getting a young team no getting older players in, signing guys in freeze, getting them in for the last couple of years. Get young blood in, get a strong, healthy, fit team. Just want to know what you think of that, guys. I like the way Stephen's framed it, Jim, because mm-hmm. we've. I feel like we've said everything that's to be said about what lies ahead for Michael mm-hmm. Bill, but actually we've not had that much focus on what he might do with the academy players. We've had a lot about Kent and Morelos mm-hmm. and formations mm-hmm. and styles and all that stuff. But you, I wonder if you would make a big statement by going in and making that a a, a sort of conscious effort to do that early on yeah I know Stephen's there I mean the first thing Stephen said was that he yeah, get young players in but then he said that um, the league's gone I don't think any new Rangers manager can come in and say no. the league's gone mm-hmm. I'm going to introduce three or four young players and we're going to look to build something over the next two, three, four yeah. years it just won't get that time So he, to, he has to, to get say, the balance right to say right. that it would make them any worse though I think that would yeah, maybe be the question Yeah but, but as a manager Gordon It's not a case of saying Well you know We'll be better off and all the time. You need to be competitive You need to be As close to your uh, Biggest rivals as you possibly can I, Listen I'm all for 
you know, guys guys come in as he, as you mentioned, those young players he mentioned, Lowry, McCann and guys that the the you know, they're, they're t- terrific young talents. Uh, and I think they should be in and around the first team. There's no doubt about that. And I also believe that it's maybe time to start moving some of the more experienced ones out. But that's just a process. And I think um it'll be interesting to see who he brings in in January, what type of players he brings in, whether it's young players, um, you know, that that, that can add energy and ambition to the football club or whether he goes for a kind of tried and trusted to try and make sure he can compete for the rest of the Stephen, season and look at it in the summer. Stephen said a thing that people often say, the league's gone. Now, people in the dreaded media don't say this to be provocative. How can it be gone? Arithmetically, there are 23 games left to play, 69 points to be played for. How can the league be gone? I do get that, but I think if you dig beneath that comment, what I think Steve, what Stephen's trying to get at, what's to say is that what's to say that playing Alec Lowry is more damaging than playing I don't know Scott Arfield. I think that's what, that's what Stephen's getting I, I, at. No. What if it actually boosts your chances? I don't think Stephen is necessarily saying, "Oh, good, we don't care if we finish forty points behind. Let's just play these guys." It's because he thinks it actually might improve things. Yeah, if you, yeah. If you play the young boys because they're better than the current mm-hmm. ones, or they, they, no, no problem. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what age is. But if you play the young ones and they don't improve the team and the team have bad results, that can damage the young boys because yeah. then they feel the, the 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 wrath of the fans, the criticism, not maybe directed at them personally, but in the atmosphere on the ground and that that can can stifle your development Gordon so it's about getting confidence back into the team getting results getting you know getting the consistency and then feeding in those young ones alongside that I'm sure um, Michael Beale will understand that but to me I agree with you I think that those young players are good mm-hmm. enough and um, are more than capable of improving uh, the, the current Rangers team Leon King suffered laterally mm-hmm. in the Giovanni Van Bronckers yeah. days I think he did suffer but all I'm saying is if you have a mix of the young and the more experienced, then fine, get on with it. But arithmetically, how can it be gone? Stephen? Guys, I think the young blood would do is a, a world of good. I think Lowry, every time Lowry's played, he's looked magnificent and then he's just not getting away. He had an injury, but it was as if Gio just wasn't getting him about the team. Do you see what I'm saying here? McCann as well. McCann's came me a big reputation as well. And he's not getting near the team with Gio as well. So that's where I'm thinking, these guys could change it a wee bit. It's, we've slacked a lot this year. We've not played well. Give these guys, put one in, put two in. See if it changes the system. See if we play better. See if it puts a bit of urgency in the team. Because they're bringing young guys through. Let me make the, the other guys think we need to step up here. That's just, I think, a bit of young blood in the team, a bit of change in direction would do us very well. Yeah, it's a fair point, certainly. And I wonder, Jim, even he mentioned earlier, Stephen Robbie McCrory. I'm not saying Michael Beale comes in and just decides to pitch Robbie McCrory in at number mm-hmm. one, but f- for all parties, you do wonder how much longer. Mm-hmm. It goes on with him being Rangers' third choice keeper. Yeah, maybe, what, what, what's the what's the point for, for much longer? He has signed a deal. Mm-hmm. Now maybe both the if both the experienced ones leaving, I don't know, but. Does something need to move there at some point? Well, sometimes, you know, I mean, Alan McGregor took a while to yeah, did, re- yeah. really establish himself, been in loan a couple of times, and, and the same, same with Robert McCrory. So, you know, sometimes as a goalkeeper, you know, it, it can become a little bit more frustrating than an outfield player because you're not getting any chances as opposed to some of those young players getting getting some game time. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 again, in principle, I agree with Stephen. I think that there are... Uh, there is scope there for Rangers to start to move out three or four of the uh, the players and introduce some of those young players. But from Michael Beale's point of view, 
he, as you said, he has to make sure he try and gets closer to Celtic. And I think the only way they'll do that is by strengthening the team in the January window. I think recruitment is always vital when you're a manager. And I think his first couple of signings will be pivotal in how the Rangers fans see the rest of the season uh, in, in terms of how close they can get to Celtic. It's a good debate, Stephen. You've stirred it up. Thank you very much, Stephen. In Coatbridge, 0141951125. Uh, on tonight's full-time teaser, we're asking you as a weird, quirky tribute to Morocco yesterday beating Spain at the World Cup. Can you name the Scotland team that lost to Morocco in the last game that the men's team played at a World Cup back in 98 You've got Colin Hendry, Tom Boyd, Jackie McNamara, Craig Burley You've not even got any wrong yet Paul Lambert Say that again Paul with the mic Paul, Paul Lambert Paul Lambert, yes John Collins Scushing it, John Collins And we'll get the rest of the answers after these Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Right, we're on the home straight with Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevens It's the final part of the show You can still get your calls in Because remember, every caller that makes it on air tonight Goes into the hat to win a pair of tickets uh, To that special tribute evening to the Celtic team That stopped 10 in a row back in the 90s uh, All the Many of the top names from that era will be there uh, in attendance and you could be too just by making a point to the guys. And if you're not a Celtic fan, I know you'll know someone who is and you can maybe stick the tickets in the Christmas card this year and you'll be very popular. Before we take another call from Jerry, who's on the line, can you name, tonight's full-time teaser, can you name the Scotland team that lost to Morocco in the last game that the men's team played at a World Cup unfortunately as the case now is Hendry, Boyd, McNamara, Burley Lambert, Collins Jim Leighton and go Yes Jim Duffy what are you giving me? Um, I think Dan Jackson played did he not? He did not Alright What about Gordon Jury? Gordon Jury did Alright leave it there and we'll get the rest I'm sure before the end mm. of the show just very quickly whilst on the subject of quizzing Everyone's favourite quiz team Gordon Dale and Mark Wilson Are back tomorrow <laughs> And we're going to have a quiz We're going to have a proper quiz Remember we started this During lockdown Just to like keep everyone uh, Keep everyone's spirits up <laughs> And try and get a bit of a camaraderie going And it sort of carried on People liked it we'd, we'd do the odd one here and there Maybe at the end of the season I think we did one at Christmas last year So the Christmas quiz mm. Is back tomorrow night Live on the show Get your team names ready Get your pencils sharpened uh, and see how you fare So we'll do that on tomorrow night's show But let's bring in Jerry, Who is called in tonight He's from Glasgow He's a Hamilton Ackies man uh, Jerry, what's your point for the guys tonight? Hi, hi Good evening guys good. It's actually a bit of a direct today Club at Ackies oh, um, And uh, it was, we've got a, a We don't really get the coverage That it deserves right enough But we'll drop the entry price To £3 on Saturday um, for, um, you know, for all spectators um, to attend the, the match against MLS Cali. Um, I must admit, um, I mean that that's seriously dropping it, Jerry. Is that a sort of acknowledgement of how tough it is for everyone at the moment financially? I think I think certainly the owners of the club need to take a good bit of credit for for the you know the level of giving. It's the, the cost of living crisis. Everyone's aware of it, um, and you've got a, a cup match that's thrown in the middle of a, a league calendar you know, a couple of weeks before Christmas. Um, so they, they, they've dropped the prices from 15 quid and 5 to, to 3 pounds for everyone um, And it's I think by the time you take off the VAT And then the fan base charges as well You know, you're, you're close to running at a loss um, But it's obviously We do what we can to try and get spectators in 
we're not in the same privileged position that a lot of teams are in in my demographic area and it's just a bit of a challenge, you know. Um and I think part of my remit at the club is, is to try and garner a new fan base that, that we'll see is, you know, for the next kind of generations ahead. So Good to, I would always applaud any any attempt to make things a bit more affordable and a bit more accessible for fans here. So I think off. it's good that Jerry come on because otherwise how do people know these things? You know, you've got to make your own publicity here, get one to this programme. We can help, that's yeah. Uh, and you know The Ackies are on a hiding to nothing Because it's so close to Christmas it's, I think the uh, Nokia that, just that, went that, off that, that's, that's Hughes That's not mine Jerry uh, that's all these pals texting them To say they want to go to the Ackies <laughs> no, no, but they, they have nothing going for them At the weekend Because the Ackies are struggling The league as everyone knows Christmas is around the corner um, Wives want husbands to go Christmas shopping Everything is against you But that is unbeatable mm. value at £3 across the board. And vice versa for any men who are the shopaholics, of course. Yep. Jim Duffy, um, like, well, funny to sort of loosely link it, mm. we were just having a discussion about Partick Thistle and how, mm-hmm. you know, your, your absolute priority needs to be to sort of keep your fans on side mm-hmm. and, tr- and try and, and do things to, yeah. to, to help them and so on. So I know this is a bit different, but Jerry's on talking about £3. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I think in this day and age That's extremely reasonable no, It's fantastic um, You know from the club I mean I've, I've, I've done a few things Over the years in, in terms of complimenting Hamilton And how they How they um, are Within the community You know And, and whether it's uh, um, Their involvement In the community Or whether it's You know How they develop young players And how they've structured Their football club um, you know they're, they're a tremendous advert um, you know for for sustainability really in the, in the sense of you know how a small club can, can flourish at times but as Jerry says now with, with all the v- variety of issues financial issues that people have and obviously we, we fully understand as well that Inverness have made a, a statement of you know they're not saying they're the strongest team down and it'd be a younger team but uh, you know a lot of other teams would have just ignored that um, Jerry and his club Hamilton Ackies have said no we're going to do something about it and we want to encourage as many mm. fans particularly young fans I think particularly young fans at this time of year will go along and I think you will I think it'll, it'll definitely help the yeah. crowd I think it'll be, uh, you know if some young fans might go along for the first time and as he said part of his job is then is to try and make them sure that they, they come in a more regular basis I mean with no offence to the good people at the SPFL Trust Trophy mm. it is difficult scheduling mm. isn't it as Jerry mm. mentions so on a purely footballing mm. sense you're in the middle of a league campaign yeah. so you've got season tickets and all that stuff to Look after mm. those games There's a cost of living crisis It's winter It's freezing mm. Christmas is round the corner yeah. um, It's not an entirely yeah. easy sell Any initiative that, that encourages people To go to football matches Has to be applauded And and, and Hamilton Ackies Have to be applauded For this This is a, I mean, a huge drop Normally £15 But £3 Yeah listen It's the price of a cup of coffee So I think Get as many people here As they possibly mm. can uh, it's been a tough time on the pitch, of course, Jerry. Full, full of confidence, full of faith that that can be turned round. No, I think there's been again just before I, you know, I kind of touched on that one. What been Hugh touched on a point there? If you know, if it wasn't for likes of this call, you wouldn't be aware of of, of this kind of initiative. But surely, and this is a, I never grew up a Hamilton fan, you know, so I, I've got a bit of a cheek when I'm I'm talking about fans bypassing a local club to to go and watch a game. Um, but that, that's the reality of the challenge that we face. But surely, you know, there's, there's got to be something on the kind of platform that you guys have got that these kind of initiatives are actually, you know, sourced out and publicised, you know, as as part of, you know, the support of football in general, not just Celtic and Rangers. 
you know, is that a, is that a valid kind of point? Absolutely. I think the beauty of it is, Jerry, if you think we're not doing our job, you can do it for us, and that's kind of what you've done. So, uh, listen, I, I don't shy away from that. That's the whole point. If there's something that we, you know, don't cover, people can can do it with the sort of phoning. Um, Banner. But, but Jerry, I would just say to you, we, you, you always have. We're going to make this quick, by the way, because we are here. But you need to tell us first. We're not mind readers. No, 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 but that, no, I take, no, I take Jerry's point. We should find out things. I don't mind that. I'm big enough and ugly enough to handle that criticism. We so, should find out. We should tell people. So one day, right. one day you think, do you know what? I bet you haven't going to drop the ticket. Do your homework. Do your homework, Chug. That's, that's what that's, it's all about. That's not mm-hmm. homework. Very quickly. Um, you need to answer me more than these teaser quickly and the time Gary is, Caldwell. I think we're late. Oh no no no! You're off in the time frame. Yeah. Quick quick quick. Simon Donnelly. I've left this too late. No, you've got a striker in there. He's mm. not from too far from here. Uh, I he's from Clydebank. He's a banky boy here. You Kevin Gallagher. Yep. Kevin Gallagher. Yeah. And how many more have you got to get? Don't know. Uh, Judy. Neil McCann did. Oh, Judy, oh my goodness! Right, you've got another. Yeah. Oh, right, no, what, initials C D. Colin, uh, Christian Daly. Yes, and did you get Davy Weir? No, no but you uh, had Weir. him in too late. Lewis <laughs> from Edinburgh won the tickets to the Celtic Experience. Well done, Lewis. We're back tomorrow at six o'clock.